The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being a listener at our show, being a guest on our show, uh, promoting The Intentional Spirit. Thanks to you, people listen in from all over the world, and we're very grateful for that. That's for sure. Uh, It's a real passion to offer tools each and every week to offer you influencers such as our amazing author and speaker today that we can really understand the difference between goal setting and making a little beginning of the year resolution list to a place of what it is to be intentional. An intentional person is somebody that is willing to play full out, that understands that in external happenstance happen all the time. We're caught off guard. Something new can occur. We, we go through something. We may have a condition that however temporary it may be, but we don't give up on our list. We don't give up on what we are intentional about. If anything, it propels us and makes us stronger to move forward in a more unique way. We're often people that set goals or resolutions go, well, I plan to do that, but look, this got in my way. So therefore I'll pick it up some other time. I urge you, if you are one of those people that realizes that often the other time doesn't come around again, now is the time. And to talk with us today about that kind of energy and who he is and uh, the organic presence of his soul. It's my pleasure. I always have him on the show as many times as he wants to come, the one and only. I'll say that again, the one and only Robert Clancy. Thank you for being here, sir. Love, love your work. (laughs) Well, thank you for that beautiful, beautiful introduction. And uh, (laughs) I guess I am the one and only, but there there might be others. I don't know. (laughs) Not like you, not like you, no, no <laughs> So it's just a pleasure to have you. And for those that have been with me for the past 12 years, they, they know who you are, but there are a lot of new people and we're on many different platforms now. So I would like to have you just give us a little background of how you became who you are and an advocate for love and coming from the heart and the soul. Yeah, I know I've shared this story with you, and um, it's my story of what transpired up, up until I was 19, and then I had the divine experience, and I kept this a secret for 30 years, even from my own family, and I told my father the night my mother was passing away in 2012, and it was actually on Mother's Day when she passed away, and I know that was a gift, too. It, most people are like, oh, my God, that's so sad, and I said, no, it's actually beautiful. Oh. And um, 
you know, I was at the lowest point of my life at age 19, and I had lost uh, five friends to suicide in various car accidents, all very short amount of time. And uh, then I stopped caring and broke up with my girlfriend and just all these things just all at once like a snowball. <laughs> and uh, I was pretty much going to check out without my bags. I was done with life. And somebody stopped me and said, you know, I know what you're doing and you're going to end up killing yourself. She gave me this pamphlet on how to meditate. I went home, I read it, and then I challenged God. And I said, if I don't see something tonight, I'm done. So, you know, I was very angry. <laughs> and uh, and did um, something happen? Uh, so about three hours in, I saw a light through my eyelids and I thought it was shining from my window, but it was actually um, a divine light that filled the room and then it manifested into a an angel. And I know what I saw because it was there for, seemed like about an hour. Um, it wasn't just like a couple seconds and it was gone. And I was not dreaming. I was not hallucinating. I wish I was because then I'd have an explanation. Um, but she touched me in the forehead and I've been plugged into heaven ever since then. And I know what that love is. And I get these words and I've been getting them since 2012, really. Uh, I'll huge clarity and even more on January 1st, 2020, it just, I, I kind of went into this other library, I feel like, and it's like the master collection. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know these volumes existed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> these beautiful words. Um, and I get them every day. That is so beautiful. I, I just love it. And, and from the very beginning, were you a, a willing catalyst? You went, oh, wow, isn't this cool? I'm I'm so in. Well, at the moment, I was just, in, when the angel appeared, I was at total peace. But prior to that, I'm not sure my faith was really there. And I've just walked in awe of people that have it because I'm not sure I did and I had to be shown. And so I never really felt worthy of the gift. And that's a lot to carry. You know, it's a lot to hold in your heart that, you didn't have that, and others do. And so I just bow to those people that have that. And um, and I've been given the gift of these words, and I started posting them on my Facebook page, as you know. And it, it grew from 111 people to it's almost at a million now. And um, I just, when they come, I post the words, and I just go up there and I'll just share a couple so that people are going, well, what are these words? <laughs> and, um, you can even do more than ones. a couple because I always <laughs> I use know. them in my talks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, some of the ones that I've gotten, this one was was absolutely um, beautiful. And I got it on the 2nd of January this year. And it's titled The Mirror. And... The words are, the reflection I see is all of me. I'm happy, I'm free, for this is who I am, who I've always been, who I was meant to be. For now I can share the greatest part of me, my love for the world to receive. Mm, wow. That's beautiful. And that one just stuck with me, because um, I think it was a message for me. Well, and to all those that are hearing it, it's a message exactly. for them, too. That is beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But that one really touched my core of my soul. <laughs> Do 
Give us another one. <laughs> oh, you're waiting there. <laughs> All right. Well, I can shoot a couple more. So uh, the other one, the first of January was Bloom. Rise in all of your glory and reach for the light for this new day, for you are spring's newest love. Awaken your dreams, for you're going places you've never imagined. The light that is within me is also within you. And when you add that light together, the world gets a bit brighter, doesn't it? And when you do all the math, life simply adds up to the sum of all the love in your heart. And I just have these, you know, they just keep coming, you know, and some of my favorite ones from over the past few years are love has no walls, thus it cannot be conquered. Love has no boundaries, thus it is always open. And love has no limits, thus it has no end. All hearts come in one size large. Make sure yours is filled with love and compassion. And when it overflows with that love and compassion, it may accidentally spill over onto others. When you feel the weight of the world upon you, know that love will hold up anything as long as your faith does too. And I got, you know, just they're all stuck in my head and as pictures. That's how I have them all memorized. And I get not only the words, but I see the image, and then I have all the what I call God math that goes behind those words, and I feel them course through my soul when I speak them. <laughs> Absolutely. They're just so integrated in your in your soul. Do you do you feel like this was the work that or a culmination of the work that you've been doing in, in many of your past lives and on one awakening day, bam, you just had this awakening and it's like, okay, to pick, either pick up where I left off or I'll draw from all the wisdom that I already had. Well, when I, that's a great question. And when I was touched in the forehead, I was actually shown not only my life up to that point, but everything before that and everything after it. So it's kind of, um, I was mm. given the entire playbook <laughs> and uh, it was sort of you know, a combination of, you know, you had free will, but you really didn't because it was all guided anyway. So even if you made, you know, like if you think of car driving and there's GPS, the destination is still set. Whether you take a wrong turn, you're just going to take longer to get there, but you're still going to get there if you follow the instructions. And that's kind of how they said free will works to me. And it, it was like we took you to the lowest point so that you could just touch it. And that way when you meet people and they've been at rock bottom, they will know that you're speaking truth. But what you touched wasn't even close to what most people go through. You just had a little shadow of it. And they're in a much more grief and pain than you ever did. And I can't imagine because I was in the worst that I could ever be. So I can only imagine when somebody's really... <laughs> immersed in that that dark place hmm. did your did your personal life change a lot in that in that space was it necessary that things change because i i have you know spoken to a lot of people through the years and that's one of the uh, i think more challenging things is that uh, people go to the it's not stairs and it's not like we're not talking ego level, but more of an expanded level. The circle becomes larger, right? Um, and that it does require uh, certain things to shift and change around us. Was was that the case with you? Because I'm, I'm also knowing that there are many people listening that are wanting to come out of hiding in some way or another. And um, they want to model and influence more like you, but 
they have the tendency to still hang on to the old ways of being. Yeah, I did that. I definitely cloaked myself and threw myself into business and didn't say anything. And I walked, you know, people would be going through things and I'd put my hand on their shoulder and say, you might want to say a prayer. <laughs> I'd kind of chuckle or I'd go to funerals and I was not sad um, just because I know they're, they're in the big party. I mean, I held my my best friend's head in hand about an hour and a half before he passed away. And, you know, I was just, you're going to the party, you know, you're going to all that love. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, in this scheme of things, there's going to be shift in your life and it's still happening. Uh, more people are coming into my life. There's, I have an amazing circle of, of um, just people that are supporting me. And it's not an easy journey. I can't say it is because uh, there is those those things that will happen and there are people that will come and go from your life as well and you need to release them with love if they're not in alignment and they're not heading where you are. And sometimes it's difficult to uh, process all of everything that's happening and it has affected my family and, you know, just everything. Everything around me is affected by... Um, you know, decloaking, as I put it, when I decided to go public with what happened. And I needed to live my truth. And that's kind of the key thing and a message for anyone holding on to that. You can't be you unless you live your truth. Absolutely. Mm, yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. And it, it, it is that path of resistance that often creates the most pain. Instead yeah. of being in the flow of it. Absolutely. And, you know, as a martial artist, I know that all too well because when I'd spar and you'd tense up, you'd get injured. If you just stay loose and allow the energy to flow and never got angry after you were, you know, if you got hit or something, you if you got angry and tried to retaliate, you weren't in the flow anymore. You were not thinking and you're just going to get hit again <laughs> and more and probably harder <laughs> and in the wrong place. So you've, um, you know, as a martial artist, you know, you've got to just stay in that flow. And the same thing in life, you just allow the energy to pass by you. Instead of trying to stop the train, I redirect it onto a different track. And that's all. You can't stop the train. Well, speaking of uh, martial art, um, when did you start? How long have you been involved? And um, a little bird told me that you've had some accomplishments in that area. Yeah, it was um, my journey started uh, 20 years ago, but really as a child when I saw Bruce Lee and then my brother took martial arts and I really wanted to do it. I was so like, I have to do this. Then he came home with blood all over his his, uh, <laughs> his gi and uh, told me what happened. And I was I said, no, I'm not doing that. And I was a late bloomer, so uh, I started much later in life. Um, but my brother made it to his recommended black belt, and I've um, I've made it to not only my fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, but I made it to my sixth degree black belt in Chun Tu Kwan Hapkido. Uh, which is kind of based on Bruce Lee's principles, and it's all martial arts melded into one. It's combat hapkido. And uh, two week and a half ago, I was just inducted into the um, Action Martial Arts Magazine Black Belt Hall of Fame. So, you know, taking something and then going to that level 
and being honored in front of 2,000 people at a banquet, 2,000 martial arts people, 2,000 black belts in one room with grandmasters at the head table. That's as long as an Olympic pool. Uh, I'm just so beyond humbled and so beyond, oh, my God, I can't believe that they saw something in me and welcomed me into their, their fold. What a what a honor. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's really dynamic. Is that on your Facebook? Which page is the one that you post so many of your things? Is it your personal page or your public page? Both. Um the new quotes that I'm getting are, are currently on my personal, but the on the um guide to the soul is uh Facebook dot com slash guide to the soul is my public one and I just met some celebrity martial artists at the event, so you'll see a few pictures from there and some of the things that happened um, that weekend. But I'm pretty laid back as far as that stuff. I don't really go to town on publicizing that. It's just who I am, and it's just what I am. So I don't really – I have my own martial arts school, and I teach there. And I learn more from a white belt than I would ever learn from from anything else. Mm -hmm. I understand. That's the way I am, being a, a shamanic practitioner. It's one of the most important yeah. things about me and the least that people know about. Um, and that's intentional on my part. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I totally get you. And those of you that are tuning in, you can go to Guide to the Soul on Facebook. You can also go to GuideToTheSoul.com and f- follow all the various things that Robert is doing with the blog, with his speaking engagements. And are you still involved in uh, doing your mindset television show? Yeah, my co-host uh, Lisa Winston is, and we're just about to roll out season three, and we're currently in production and uh, of season four. And we have some amazing guests. You know, we've had on the show as well as your guests. You know, just who you have on your show. A lot of them are shared, and absolutely, you know, I'm in such awe of having that opportunity to have this dialogue with them, just like when you have this dialogue. And it's beautiful being on that side of the fence, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I <clears throat> I, uh, I, think I filled out the information, but I need to follow through on that because I'd love to be yeah, with you, because we're trying to get you on the there. <laughs> on the other side of the fence, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, exactly. <clears throat> that's a beautiful thing. Um, so what other things are calling you? Uh, these days? I know you have many. Well, uh, there's a big one in the works right now. So my latest book, um, which I did write my whole story from age, you know, takes place around age six or seven <clears throat> to when I had the divine experience and then a little bit beyond that in the first book um, of of the series. So there's three in the series that are coming. Um, it's actually being developed into a screenplay and it is in pre-production right now. So that's why I have to go out to L.A. to meet with the producers and the screenwriters. Congratulations. So it's related to the journey of your own awakening? Correct. I love it. It, It's titled The Messenger right now, and I believe that that's what the movie will eventually, you know, hopefully the title stays. Um, It is... uh, The movie is, you know, it's about me in one sense, which is kind of odd for me, but it's really about teaching um, that we're all messengers for each other. Sure. 
And I understand that. I mean, we don't want to make it about us. I mean, we've had many uh, teachers and leaders before us that it becomes so about them. I get that. I'm the same way. I don't want to model that. On the other hand, I like to say it's not that I'm full of myself. I'm full of spirit. And so, therefore, who you are and how you're inspiring, you're giving so many people uh, that space of a divine validation for them to move forward with the same, you know. Right. So it is it is important. <laughs> I know years ago when I first became the spiritual leader here at the campus, I wouldn't even put my photo on the website. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> promote myself, you know, other than, of course, I was listed on the about page, but very low key because I said, you know, I don't want to build a community that's just all about, all about, all about me. But I was so shy about it that I was giving out this energy that I wasn't in to stay. So I needed to, you know, me halfway. So I think it's it's great how you hold the space of both and. And it is about you because you could have said no, you know, and you could have said, hmm, I don't I don't want to be public. And I understand that, too. And I <laughs> A lot of struggle times with that, too. So. I know, like people think yeah. because we're so public that we actually really were excited about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and people are saying congratulations. Not either. Saying. Not either, you know, but it's like, well, this is how it's unfolding. And so here it is. Yeah. And <laughs> I think when I explain it to them, they say congratulations. That's so amazing. You know, I wish that for me. And I said, um, do you really? Because this is what you're going to give up to do that. You're going mm -hmm. to be basically a piece of clear glass, and everybody's going to see everything about you, and you're going to share that with the entire world. Yep. So if you want to be completely transparent and with all your flaws, and trust me, I have them, uh, they're all going to be out there. And you better have good boundaries before you get started, because you're going to be asked mm -hmm. a lot of favors. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that whole I have martial arts. I can uh, I can handle that. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But for those listening, you know that's a key thing. If you're thinking one day you're going to do a lot of work out loud, go ahead and get your boundary training now. You know, get mm -hmm. to work on okay. it for sure. And the part I loved at the beginning is you were talking about intentions. Mm -hmm. So let me explain how mine are working these days. <laughs> <laughs> I have been meditating for hours on end, and mine are almost instant. And I presence everything in the presence, present tense. It's I am now, I now intend that I am, that I, you know, whatever that is, and it has to be for the good of something in the world, whatever that is. And I was talking to a friend yesterday. And they were saying, I want to go to a children's hospital and I have this character and I'm going to make these things and, you know, I want to bring smiles in there. And I've been asked several times to go to the children's hospital locally. And long story short, I have a theatrical costume of Spider-Man and that thing does not have built-in muscles or pecs. You have to bring your own. So it is a great incentive to work out, which I've been doing. <laughs> So I talked to them and I, I, I was saying, oh, I would absolutely, I want to go back. You know what? I'm now back in that hospital and just making those smiles happen for those kids. And as I'm saying that, an email came in that second from the hospital saying, can you come and be Spider-Man? <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
said, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so powerful. It is. It is. It's true. I wear, I wear a pendant around a necklace most of the time, and it just simply says, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you add the now after that, and you've got your present mm-hmm. of whatever that is, the presencing of that. So I have to be careful because I wish for a million bucks I'm going to have deer in the front yard. So I've got to, you know, it's like I rub the genie bottle. I'm like, oh, my God, no, no, that that I didn't, I wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the guy that said to the genie, I want to be irresistible to women, and uh, the genie made him a box of chocolate. <laughs> right, exactly. See, that's what happens. So you've got to be clear. You want to be irresistible to women in a certain way, not a box of chocolate. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Uh, there's a statement I've told a couple of times lately. I've been somewhat um, working with the idea uh, for a while. And it was that a, um, a minister here uh, told a story that um, you go to the afterlife and you go to your interview or whatever, and they look at you and ask you, um, how was heaven? Yeah. <laughs> how was exactly. heaven? Exactly. That's a very, very powerful statement, and I invite all of you that are tuning in and listening to sit with that and to journal about looking at it from that perspective, because, Robert, you said something very similar when we started the show, just, you know, being aware of the the heaven part, but I thought that Mm -hmm. was so profound, you know, because we're so programmed to think of life as a backwards thing, and this is all there is, and all that stuff, not us, but I mean, a lot of people are still part of that practice, or or that uh, belief system. So I I found that to be uh, very powerful. For those of you that are tuning in and you want to know more about these conversations, you can certainly tune in to me at templehays.com or the spiritual campus in which I serve at firstunity.org. We are talking today to, as I said, the one and only Robert Clancy. He is a spiritual teacher, author, speaker, He has his own um, television show, and we're going to just, he's the kind of guy we're all going to go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Now look, now look there, (laughs) now look here. And um, he just has so much to to offer. Um, I was saying to you before we started the show that statement that you made, one of your quotes that at the time was on your website, um, I would love you, I love you from the bottom of my heart, yet there is no bottom. That is yeah, so. Was, uh, I, so I cool thank you from you the bottom cannot, of my heart. Yeah. Not <laughs> exactly. You've never gotten there, and that's the key. Is that, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, the other day, Temple, and they they had an epiphany when I said this to them. There are three words that have no synonyms, because they just are. It's faith, love, and hope. hope stay tuned we'll be back to hear more and we'll be right with you in just a moment we are spiritual beings having a human experience welcome to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
everyone, and thank you for tuning in with us today as we're talking to Robert Clancy. You can go to his website, guidetothesoul.com. You can also be one of the close to a million followers on Facebook that uh, sees his writing and his, his work. It's either Robert Clancy, C-L-A-N-C-Y, uh, spiritual teacher, author, speaker, or you can go to Guide to the Soul on Facebook as well. So, um, you had mentioned as we were going to break the three words that are like no other: hate, hope, yeah. faith, and love. So yeah, and they form a, a triangle. You know, there's I always see it with the math, and mm -hmm. if you add peace, it creates the pyramid. And there are no synonyms for those words. And when I really thought about them, if you think about it, hope only exists when you believe in it. And the other ones as well. Love is the same way, and faith is the culmination of that belief. And they hold that space. There's, you know, you can say love, but there's no other word that says that. <laughs> there's close. <laughs> like, um, I really like you a whole lot. <laughs> Doesn't quite say love, though, does it? And I was like, wow, there is no synonyms for those. They just are, and they only exist when you believe in them. Mm. I had the um, one of the neatest experiences one time. Uh, I've always uh, been willing to share, you know, my things or you know, um, give away things that I don't use or, you know, whatever. But I would, if somebody had gifted me something that was really special, I had somewhat of an attachment to it. And so I had this, um, pewter, ring, uh, uh, pin set that was faith, hope, and love. And I treasured it. And one of my other adopted life moms, through the years of ministry, had given it to me. So anyway, short of the story, I went on a, a spirit journey in shamanism, and I, I, w I was asking, like, what would it be to be more uh, abundant or feel more vibrant or whatever? And it was reviewed for me a scene that had happened in real life where a woman had told me that her favorite words were faith, hope, and love. And in the moment she told me that, I thought, oh, I ought to give her that that pin set, <laughs> you know, and my personality went, absolutely not. That's my pin set. It came from Mama Alice and I'm, I'm not doing that. So here I am on this other world journey and there that pin set came in, you know, all these years later of, and this is what you did. You, you just weren't open to that at all. And that pin set went in the bag and the very next day <laughs> I found that woman and gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it changed my it changed my life, but it's it's a metaphor really, um, yeah. because of the fact that those three words you you can't outdo. You don't do them two times and you run out. You know, you'll hear people say, "Oh, I don't want my faith exactly. to run out." Well, no, you're not going to run out. You know, those kind <laughs> of things. So <clears throat> that's really cool. I love that those are your three favorite words, and why am I not surprised? <laughs> and they do hold everything. And love is just, um, for me, it's the thread that holds the very fabric of the universe together. And it's how it, we're all connected because we're sewn together with that. And it's part of our soul. We're not 
you're not a human with a soul, but you're a soul surrounded in humanity. And that's um, the perspective that I've had since I was touched. And, you know, I had to, I had to talk to myself in the mirror after this happened. And if you've ever seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> and I know it's kind of a funny movie, but they go in the hot tub and they go back in time to the 80s, which is kind of when my divine experience happened. It was in the 80s, so I kind of look like that at 19 or 20. But what happens is they don't physically go back. They go back into their younger selves. And that's the only way I can describe to people what happened to me after I was touched. I'm looking at a 19-slash-20-year-old in the mirror, yet I had the knowledge of somebody my age that had lived their whole life already. And um, I had all this information in my head. I wanted to run out in the front yard and scream at the top of my lungs, heaven is real, and I didn't tell anyone. I just lived. Mm. I so relate to that. Mm. I knew so many things and went right back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of did. I told a few people, but the few people that I told, the first one was five years later, and he had um, terminal cancer. He was in his mid-20s, and I wanted him to be at peace, and I wanted him to know. And he said something profound to me after I told him. He said, my only regret is that I'll never be married and be a father. And he said, someday you're going to make an amazing father. And I said, I'm going to try. And I've spent, you know, the last 20 years doing that in his honor. And doing it well. Modeling well. To the best I, of my ability. <laughs> Can't say I've been perfect. <laughs> right. Just playing a part and um, setting example as, as best as, as one can. I'm having that experience now with a four-year-old that picked me out of a crowd two years ago, and she's been with me ever since and calls me Mama Temple and follows me around, and I follow her, and it's just it's one of the greatest, you know, experiences of my life I, I wasn't a I didn't have children uh, just furry children and this is a really unique experience for me and I'm enjoying every minute of it well I'm enjoying 99.5 percent of every minute of it how's that <laughs> <laughs> definitely always learning and certainly always reflected one of the things that um you and I were uh, connecting about is that that statement. Um, people say it different ways, but it, it, it started out with Stephen Covey. It's it's easier to say no when there's a deeper desire to say yes that's going within. And um, and we were talking about that kind of of life now of the importance to say no to things that that aren't calling us right now. And I, I feel that, at least for me, I can speak, speak for me, I think fundamentally one of the core things that needed to change for me that went back to childhood was the need to belong. And so it would be feeling like, gosh, well, you would like me to come, and okay, and oh, that's really nice, and you, you get me, and there's a sense of belonging, so I'll say yes to that. That would be maybe one influencer emotionally. Uh, and the other would be that, well, even if I would go, uh, I don't know, and that's a long ways and a quick turnaround. And 
I don't really feel that yes to it. Oh, but there could be an opportunity there. You know, I could meet somebody on the on the plane or, you know, something like that. Um, but then it was like living with the knowing that whatever opportunity is yours, your address is written in the stars and they'll find you. So I'm not governed by that anymore. It's not a it's not a thing. So those are my two reveals to you, Robert Clancy, that. Yeah. And doing inner work over these last few years, that has brought me to a place that if I feel a no, it's a no. And if I feel a yes, it's a yes. And so now it's your turn to tell me yours. <laughs> well, the next part of it is that I've actually been shedding things that no longer serve me or mm-hmm. that um, in, in a lot of different respects. But there's one just things that I've moved from house to house to house or a location, you know, and I keep carrying these things and I finally went through them all. And each of these things, I, I was just like, why am I don't need to carry these to the next place and they need to go where they belong. And I had a whole stack of old guitar magazines. These are classics from the eighties. They got, you know, um, Eddie Van Halen when he was wearing spandex and had brown hair still and all that (laughs) stuff. And what I did is I contacted my friend who's a drummer who would absolutely love these. And I took a picture and I said, what do you think? And he said, oh, my God, I have to have those. They're yours. Contacted. I had all my family photo albums, and I've been enjoying these pictures. I inherited an amazing collection of photos. I contacted my youngest first cousin because she's like an archivist. And I said, these belong with you because you're going to share them with the entire family and you're going to go through them. And she started crying. And I said, they're yours. And we loaded her car with pretty much uh, eight large boxes of photos, all my family photos, everything, because she will maintain that. And they had lost all of their pictures in a fire. So you need to release things, and they need to go where they belong, too. And there's a second part of that equation, which is that. And that's what I've kind of, I'm in that space right now. Just, I I don't need a whole lot. I just need a minimal amount of things right now to do what I have to do. It makes such a huge difference, doesn't it, to have that space? Yeah. It's, there's no anchors. It's just you can, I, I call it a low-carbon footprint. I just need a few things. I need my guitars. <laughs> I'm not going to let go of those, Temple. No, <laughs> oh, please don't. I have a really nice Les Paul and a nice 12-string that was signed by Melissa Etheridge, and it's her guitar. So that's staying with me. Um, cameras, my computer, and some clothes. <laughs> just a place to drop my head is pretty much... Uh, I'm down to minimal <laughs> what I would need to, you know, it's just, I don't really need a whole lot to make me happy. And it's just, I'm happy being me. I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I'm happy just living. And every day is a blessing. And I look at it that way. Every smile I see, uh, that's the key. That made a universal noise too. Did you hear that? Like- <laughs> That was that was you know there. I thought you were saying, "Wow, he he finally he did it." <laughs> it's like, ta-da, it's like, oh, okay, I never heard that before. It just came out of the computer. Like, all righty then. That's an exclamation mark three times. We got it. <laughs> Bingo. 
he's learning. That's what they say. <laughs> he finally got it. It only took him his entire life. <laughs> mm. Oh, no. You've been touching people for a very long time. I've been following you for, I don't know, many years. Ten years, Well, the I other guess. part is, yeah, is I don't take myself so seriously. And I'm just a person just like everyone else, and we all have the ability to do this. And I you know, had to be shown I didn't feel worthy of it. And I questioned for 30 years, why me? Why was I chosen? Why was it not someone else? Why did you do this? <laughs> and the answer came back, why ask why when you should ask why not? Yes, why not? Absolutely. So what is ahead for you? What are some other, th I know that you have um, so many endeavors going on. Are you still speaking a lot? Yeah, I haven't done um, a lot of conferences recently. I'm going to be speaking in Costa Rica in May um, with the Evolutionary Business Council, an amazing group of positive influencers, authors, speakers, and I'm honored to be one of the people at this um, special retreat that they asked me to speak at. And I'm just really, like you said, very selective of what and where my energy is going. And I just want to tell this story. It's sort of, A, I want to leave an archive of what happened to me for history, but also I want to inspire people. And I just think, you know, if everybody on this planet, if everyone had the experience that I had, it would be a whole different place. And mm. I have to somehow get this message out that it is real. And people that question whether heaven exists and whether God's there or all those things, I've had to live with that. And I don't have faith. I only have belief. And it's a lot for me to carry um, in, in that sense. And I, I just want to be surrounded by people that are of like mind in that and then to give hope to, to people that need it. And it's there because it exists. I, I totally understand that. I, I my um, I am now seeing people, as you said earlier. So I am now claiming mm -hmm. people having the awakening from addiction, um, because that's what occurred with me. And I would love other people to have that. Soon to be sober, thirty three years. And I used to tell our beloved friend Dia Chandra Hunter, I love mm -hmm. to go hang out in aisle 13 at some of the public grocery stores when people are, you know, buying five cases. Are you sure you really <laughs> want to do that? You know, and I had that kind of awakening too in the middle of the night yeah. that it was just like an immediate, I became me again, you know, and there wasn't a struggle or a meeting or a had to go away or, you know, any of that. It was just after 15 solid years of drinking a lot and coming up on 30, it was just, bam, stopped, you know? <laughs> um, oh, and yeah. It was sweet because it was just like that being touched by an angel, you know, being touched with another dimension, not seeing a veil anymore, whatever we want to call it. Um, it is what you said that we believe about it. And I, I would love that so many more people could have that because there's the implied struggle or, you know, it's just so hard to do and all that. And I'm very fortunate. Yeah. And I feel the same, you know, just the amazing, just 
beautiful souls that I, I get in my life in that way. And they just um, surround me with that and that love. And it's an unconditional love. And I've tried to live that way. And it's sometimes, you know, it, I can't say it's always an easy journey and emotions and there's a lot of things. So it's almost like trying to play music on a broken keyboard sometimes. And what your song is, is not being received by another person and they're not hearing it the right way. Mm -hmm. That's a wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've also found uh, recently, I don't know if like on the woohoo side of things, uh, <laughs> I think my chakras are all open. It happened... Uh, I, when I was touched in the forehead, there was a physical, only one physical response. I felt my whole body get warm, and I felt this light pass through me. It happened again just prior to 2020. And I know that feeling. I know it. <laughs> and um, I don't know whether I got a software upgrade or something, but mm -hmm. it's a different clarity that I have right now. <laughs> and I'm just, it's a peaceful um, and thank God for martial arts because I feel that too. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's um, the words are, when you just let it be, life unfolds like a beautiful flower. Did your heart just shake a bit? Did your soul just stir? Because it's your time to bloom. That's what I that love, feeling feels like when that. I get that upgrade. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if you feel that, and I can, I just get this um, like overwhelming peace, just a peace of of just being. And I'm ne I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of anything. It's just there's no fear that was all taken from me. Fear, doubt, and worry. And yeah, my human side can kick in and try to shake that up, but it always goes back to, you know, like the meter goes back to the other side. It's, no, no, you can't really experience that, so we're going to just pull you back away from there again. It's like a, it, it's like an attunement. It, it really is, you know, that it, it's, it, and it, it's interesting in just putting the words in language. Uh, another one of mine when you were talking about just before 2020 was 11 11 mm -hmm. uh, 2019 uh, 2018 excuse me so it was just which also wasn't 11 that was like whoo wow yeah. just a, a major shift that occurred mm -hmm. I also had another profound moment where I had clarity on something that I never really understood before at least I thought I did and you do too, it's, you know, if you have opposites, so there's hot and cold, male and female, all those things. And then, of course, we get to light and dark. They're not opposites. And that was the only one that doesn't work that way. I'd receive words, um, when you're mired in the shadows of despair, know there's always a higher light source behind any darkness. You just need to turn around to see it. And the image of that is a person standing with their back to the light and they're standing in a dark shadow and they fail to see the light. So there are no opposites with light and dark. 
light actually creates and rules over the darkness. And the way that it, that works is if you add light together, it gets brighter. If you add darkness together, nothing changes. If you add darkness to light, it doesn't exist. And if you add light to darkness, it's defeated and doesn't exist. So therefore, it does not work like opposites. And the That's light so is, true. It's so very true. I, I just love that. It's very profound. And so many people treat it as not only opposites, but uh, a fighting uh, mm -hmm. set of forces. Right. A true division uh, versus a complementary engaged yeah. in each other. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that, you can bring the light. And one of the things that I do, even when you're not feeling it, and I made this post the other day on my personal page, and everybody just gravitated to it. I said, you know, I'm smiling right now, even though I may not feel it. I need to make my own light. Mm. And um, you can, and that there's physical things that happen with that too. It changes the chemistry in your mind because if you get depressed or something like that, um, your body's wired. It is a, it's a machine of some type and it has electrical and chemical and you generate those. So it depends on what you're generating and how you're feeding it. And that comes from your thoughts and your mindset. And that's the first line of defense. And that's the one that can actually get it to function properly. Are you taking some of your daily readings and turning them into a book as well? Your readings, I not your readings. Words. I mean, we're reading yeah. it, you're writing it, but have those yeah, been compiled um, to a book? Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, my prior to the messenger is soul ciphers and I, that's right I that's the one it, yeah that's right that's I, I thought <laughs> so because you were, were on the show and, again then i got gotcha. you yeah, okay yeah it's in that and that's at the end of each chapter there's three decodes of how to put things into practice and there's inspirational stories as well as all the other pieces so all of that is in that book and all of the words are threaded in there and the explanation of them as well as illustrated with a beautiful story you have been on it for since what? <laughs> what year did you start really heating up? Was it 2012? Yes. Okay. I see. I know you. you yeah, know. 2012. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the, the pathway for 30 years, but 2012 is when I decided to kind of step out a little bit further on that path. Come out of the closet, as we say. Yes. <laughs> Decloak. Yeah. yeah. Come come out and say, here it is. I am now present and can be seen and heard. Yes. And would, how would you say that this journey of, of coming out, of stepping out of a platform of life, how, how has it changed you? It changes everything around you. And I just feel more of who I am. But also, mm -hmm. it does affect everything around you, too. So you've got to be aware of what it will give and it, what it will take. And um, I'm not cashing in on anything because there's a lot of loss on that trail, too. And I have to be at peace with that part of it and the part of that journey. It's not 
something as simple as, okay, great, the road's paved with gold and I'm going to walk, you know, in, into the sunset. It's you have to carry something and there's a challenge. And what I've learned from that is um, when you're in the valley and you're lost, you feel separated and scary, you got a forest, and you can see this beautiful mountain in the distance, and you're like, oh my God, that mountain's beautiful. You climb the mountain, and it takes a lot of effort to get to the top. But when you're at the top, you can't really stay there. And what you see is, you see heaven, and then you see the valley, and the valley is just amazingly beautiful. And you're going, oh my God, look at that valley. I have to go down in there. We're not meant to spend time in either of those two places. It's about the journey between them. And that's what my path has been. And it just keeps getting better. The best is yet to come, isn't it? It just keeps yeah. unfolding. <laughs> right. Oh, my heart more... is so welcoming <laughs> of whatever can come because I couldn't agree with you more. There's no bottom. And right. just uh, welcoming and embracing and looking forward so much to the to the mystery of what I don't know yet, which is would be a lot of things. <laughs> I think that's what's so fun. You know, you go through a period of your life where you feel like it's important to say, oh, I know about that. Oh, I've read yeah. about that to a place of, <laughs> I just know very little and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I know how much our, our listeners value you, Robert. I know how much I do. And I just continue to hold the, the most magnificent journey for you. I'm looking forward to hearing about when your film comes out and being able to go to a local theater and, and see the story that is brought on for the message of your life as, as the messenger. Everybody, again, tune in to GuideToTheSoul.com or tune in to at GuideToTheSoul on Facebook. Robert Clancy, adore you, appreciate you, value you. Thanks for being you, and we will, we will meet again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.